Blog Talk Radio. The world has changed, and there's a new way emerging to understand how to create your life with faster, more powerful results. Welcome to Speed Manifesting, and here's your show host and author, Lori Mitchell. Hey, hello, and welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join me. We're doing a series where together we are going through the material for my new book. So I'm writing a book, and what I decided was that I've been writing this book for about two years, and it's not speed manifesting. There were a lot of other things that were going on, and yet for me to bring the material forward in voice and in a conversation really helps me. And so when I teach what I already know, what I've already experienced, I can then take that into some sort of form and flow. And so that's what I've decided to do for my next book, At the Speed of Beliefs. It'll be out after this series is done, and and this will be like a complimentary audio series for you. So we've already gone through beliefs and why it's important to, to know what beliefs are about, how they've been formed, and what slows down manifesting in terms of which beliefs that, uh, that come up, which level, which degree of beliefs. So today what we're talking about is a very practical way to your beliefs fast. They're practical, they're usable, but at the same time, they're the ones that I recommend in terms of how to change your beliefs. Let me start with what I decided that for me, I don't teach. For me, what I don't teach is how to challenge your beliefs and and push through them and make it really hard. I've been down that track. I've been taught that in the past. And it wasn't much fun. And the lessons were hard. And I have this new belief that I've been living into for the last year, really, that says that everything is peaceful and and that things are full of ease and grace. And with that, I think for me personally, that's my choice. And therefore, I teach from experience, not from academics. I teach from my own lessons plus what I've seen translated to other people that work and that work in terms of my own values. So I figure that you're listening to this today and right now because we are aligned in some way because our our vibration is aligned. And so I so if this aligns with you that you that ease and grace and peacefulness sound wonderful to you, great, you're in the right place today. Because you can do it the other way. You'll just have a different experience. And I don't like that experience anymore. I, I did it when when I challenged my beliefs about going from being debt-free, completely debt-free, owning a home with no mortgage, having no loans, no credit cards, to deciding that I want to challenge that belief because I thought about buying a new car. And um, we went through that. I'm very happy with my Prius. Look, I, I just think it's fantastic. We've had it for four years, and now we have debt. And and after that, yes, I needed to challenge it. Yes, I needed to go through that. But look, let's just do this a lot easier. That's my choice now. So 
and so in the and I learned lots of lessons that I am teaching now about money manifesting out of that. Very, very useful. In terms of, of today, how do you switch your beliefs fast? Because when you do switch your beliefs fast, what happens is life starts to change fast. You've got new orders. And I'm talking about beliefs from the context of your subconscious. That's where your belief thinking resides. So there are two parts to your thinking, your conscious and your subconscious. And you think you're choosing all the time, but you're not. You're choosing on the basis of your subconscious beliefs. It's a foundation for you. And it's a very important foundation because it keeps you safe. And you don't have to think about everything based on all the factors. You can just make a quicker decision because your subconscious beliefs take you to a a threshold that will allow you to then just make some more simpler decisions. So, for instance, when you learned how to drive a car, especially like a manual shift, wow, you know, it was probably crazy, you know, in terms of trying to figure out all this stuff and what to do and using two both feet, both the clutch, the brake, or the clutch and the accelerator, as well as your hand, both hands, one on the stick shift and the other on the steering wheel while you're trying to remember all the road rules. If you, like me, learned a manual stick shift while you were learning how to get out on the road for the first time, it was overwhelming. Now, if every decision was like that, if your life was like that all the time, it would be draining. Your adrenals would probably be working overtime and you'd be in high anxiety. Why not step back? record that, and then put it on autopilot, that part of you. That's what the beliefs do. I don't know if any of you have played tennis, but certainly learning to serve for the first time was hilarious for me. I think I, after being told everything to do with the ball and the racket and my body and where to look, I threw the ball up in the air and I went to swipe it and the ball came down and hit me on the head. And my my trainer fell on the court laughing so hard. I did everything perfect except hit the ball. I looked good. But it was just all this information coming all at once. So it's better to have beliefs. Now, that's why I say let's not throw out the beliefs. Let's do some things to to work on having you be in a different possibility for your life by changing your beliefs. Wouldn't that be a great way to open up new possibilities, new options, new opportunities? Well, there's there there's kind of a, a process to go through it. And the first process is awareness of a belief or of a situation. In other words, there's a problem going on or there's a repetitive issue or there's something that, that's just not satisfying you where you are now. And so that's the first step is awareness in itself. The second step is acknowledgement. And so the acknowledgement is really being adult about it and saying, okay, there's something going on and I'm responsible for this. I'm responsible to find out what I want next. And then the third part of that process is either action or no action. So awareness acknowledgement, action, or no action, or new action. So 
I would suggest that if you had the awareness, acknowledged that you're in a place where you'd like to make some new choices and you took action, it may be the very same or similar choices. So new action or no action, is this is the time to do it. So what I mean by no action is you observe your thinking. I don't know if you've seen on the on the digital news stations, they have that ticker tape running at the bottom of the screen where you see the the other news. It's 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 multitasking, visual multitasking, and and so you've got the normal news going on. And and by the way, I don't suggest watching news as a habit or as an addiction. I think it's um there are better ways to find out information about what's going on in the world, especially if you want an objective or more objective point of view. But for this example, with your beliefs and with what's going on in your head, it's important for you to learn to recognize your thinking as a tool, as a feedback system, as a speaker that's going on, and remove yourself from it so that you can observe it. And by doing that, you can look at whatever conversation, thoughts, judgments, point of views are going on inside your head before you act on them or before you you use the feeling you just received to react, just make the thoughts a little ticker tape as you observe what's going on. So literally turn your life into like that news channel. Watch what's going on, stay calm, and that means be the observer. Stay calm, watch your thoughts, watch the conversation, or feel the emotions without moving your body, just breathe. And the purpose of this is to create a gap between your thoughts and a response. And that, my friend, is called choice. The moment that you can create a gap between your thoughts and a response, you have choice and you're living in choice. Until then, you're not. And each time you do that, you're in choice. Every other time, you're just playing out your subconscious rules beliefs programs and sometimes you didn't put those programs in there okay so so really in terms of the principle of observing your thinking once you've done that you can start to recognize some of the thoughts that are coming up which are your current beliefs that have been put in there by you or whoever there are three very practical ways and that's what I wanted to share with you today three practical ways that you can then make a new choice so because you have to start working with your subconscious your your beliefs are not the enemy that they are your friend they, it's your it's your guardian. It's your autopilot. It does so much for you. So to start with honoring that strength is really useful. So in the first instance, you can gently thank it and then direct it to just kind of step back. So for instance, you could have a fear come up or a thought come up that something is, is going to be the way it always is. You can recognize in that moment that that is your thought. It's a subconscious thought. You can be the observer and notice it and say, isn't that interesting? And then you can speak to your own thought and say, hey, that was then, this now. 
And in that moment, not only have you created choice for yourself, but you've broke for the moment of having to have things always be the way they are in the past. And it's important. It's really important to do that because you're not your thoughts. If you were, how could you observe them? They're a part of you. They are your subconscious. So just, like I said, gently thank your thoughts and just direct them to just zip it or sit down or go to the back of the room or go to sleep for a while. You know, you're not getting rid of it. You never will. It's a mechanism of being human. It is a part of the human mind, the subconscious. And it's always going to be with you, thank goodness. So just make peace with it. It's like taking the autopilot off, but saying thanks to it. Because it runs your body, all right? It runs every action you take, so it's the gatekeeper. All right, the second practical way to switch a belief quickly is to just give it new orders that go along with and look similar to the safety part of it. So it wants to keep you safe. So you could could basically just give it a new order that that goes beyond the this is this is now that was then and move it into something like you're driving along and you want to have an adventure and you you know the way home is always to go right you could say to your subconscious and you okay we're going to do something new today today we're going to turn left instead of right now the implications of that are who knows the subconscious may not be comfortable exactly but you can always just talk to your thinking, talk to your subconscious, talk to your that part of you, you that is, just needs a bit of reassurance. We'll get home anyway. We're just going to go left this time. We'll figure it out. And that's it. You just give new orders. The third practical way to really switch a belief quickly is to, to reason with it, to give it a bigger picture goal. So, for instance, if... You've always done something a particular way. The subconscious is really embedded in keeping its status quo. So trying to change a habit, for instance, and whether it's smoking or whether it's a, an addiction of some sort, a low-level addiction that is uh, you know, part of being in the world these days, you know, watching something regularly that you need to go off and do something else with, whatever it is, what you do is work with it so that you give it a picture that includes the the same thing, but it, it just brings it into a bigger uh, vision for you and includes your life. So, for instance, you could just go into this kind of reasoning with, I wonder what it would feel like if if I was working at the beach instead of in an office. I wonder what it would feel like. And you're literally talking to your subconscious. I wonder what it would be like if I was holidaying in Bali. I wonder what it would feel like if I had 
more money all the time. Yes, yes, I would still have all the same problems in my life, but but I would have money and have all those problems. And that would make that okay. That would be okay, sorry. Not that would make that okay. That would be okay. I wonder what it would feel like. So you're literally, when you're putting those questions forward, you're engaging your beliefs to seek out a broader perspective from losing nothing of the of the choices and the protection. So those three practical ways are really useful. So just gently thanking it and telling it to just zip it, be quiet, or, you know, direct it to sit down, to go to the back of the room, whatever, that first one. Or the second one, give it new orders. It go along with and look similar to, to the situation, but just it, it, that it's not a big deal, that it's just kind of moving along. So ch- kind of changing a bad habit into a good habit where it looks the same except you've replaced something with it. And I, I use the example of turning left instead of right, but you can also do something like, let me give you an example. So if you want to cut down on coffee, your subconscious is in a, a rut. It's in a an autopilot program that says as soon as you see a cup, you want that coffee. Or as soon as you walk past the cafe that you always do, you want it. It's triggers. And what you could do is give new orders that go along with it. Just replace a bad habit with a good habit by going in and instead of ordering coffee, ordering herbal tea or instead of walking past that cup and not doing anything because your body's pulling you back there, have hot water or just every once in a while. And I'm not trying to tell you what – I have a, 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 I have a love for coffee. So I'm not picking on coffee habits. But I, I'm trying to explain a, a habit that is very common that to switch it, everything looks the same to your subconscious. But you just do something a little bit different inside of that. So you're still driving along and you're still going home, but you're just going to go left instead of right. But you try something slightly different but looks the same. And then that third practical reason is to is to talk to your beliefs and, and give it logic. Your beliefs are based on logic. It's a linear system that has to be connected. So the the point about reason is that it is connected to some other basis. It's balanced. And so so when you reason with your beliefs, you could say, well, and this is where what's wrong with comparing to someone else if you're if it means that you that they're bringing you up someplace else that you haven't ever been before. So you could reason with your subconscious that you know but everybody has has a choice and and I see that person is already there and you could use that vision as a as a mentor as someone to to look at and imagine your life as and so you could bring your belief system into this and say we could do that we could do that together that's possible for me let's figure out how so you're literally reasoning with it and say, well, they've had no different background than I have, or they have the same education as I do, or I feel like I could do that, and they've already done it, so so let's figure out how to do that, and whatever it is, whether it's 
that you see two people madly in love at 80 years old and you say, I want that. We could do that. Even if you've had a string of disappointments in your relationships, you could, you could then look at that and have that become a future vision for you for as a guiding light. And you see, your beliefs can understand that language. Your, your thinking can recognize a pathway to that because you've given them a future vision. You've given them something to look for. So it's, that's why it's really good when you see people successful to celebrate their successes too. Jealousy is one of the worst reactions to success. Because what you've done is you've taken the gap between you and them and turned yourself around and turned your back on them and started walking away. But to recognize that there's something within you that sees success in that, celebrate it, be happy, and then start to contemplate and ponder what it would be like to have more of that in your life. But it starts with you having your polarity walking toward them, accepting them, and here's the key, appreciating them, appreciating their success. Because when you're not appreciating, you're depreciating. There's no other way. Either There's no third position in that. When you're appreciating, you're moving toward, you're expanding your possibilities and for life. And when you're not doing that, you are depreciating, which means you're going backwards, you're going down, you're going away from what you want. So make a point to use those beliefs, reason with them in a way that is full of ease and grace, that is peaceful, and that that allows for a new connection from where you are to the the direction and the and the vision of where you choose to be and then be comfortable living in the gap of because as soon as you get wherever you think your dreams are guess what you might plateau for a little bit in satisfaction but there's always there are always new desires and dreams so living in the gap is what being in a good healthy conversation with your life is all about. Being in a conversation with your own life is expansion and it's the gap. It's the recognition that you'll never achieve the final destination of of some dream. There'll always be new dreams. So celebrate along the way. At every step, celebrate progress rather than achievement. It's nice to have a big celebration at the achievement But for you, celebrate progress and make sure that you're thanking your beliefs for helping you because you could not have got them without your beliefs. Your beliefs are your grounding for reality. It's just which reality do you want to continue? Do you want to create a new possibility, which means a new reality in a sense? And are you comfortable with that? Does that sit right with you? Is that that what you really want for your life? So there's no point in challenging your beliefs because your beliefs are made up of that vision and that vision has to then become, in order for it to connect to you, it has to become your identity, who you are and the basis 
of how you know yourself, your identity. And it's usually a visual picture. It's usually some sort of self-knowledge that within you is that anyway, whether the outer is there or not. And that identity is important, the vision, the identity, and then finally the story. It's a similar word for the same thing. It's just a different way of looking at it. Who are you? And I say that you are the choice. That's who you really are. You are the choice. And who you say you are is all the memories that you have collected and your future is is your imagination. So keep those three components in line with your process and understand that it's not really a past and there's not really a future that you arrive in or that you've been to. We get that mixed up in our time concept. It's all now and the past is your memories. It's a construct in mind. It's circuits. It's sparks of electrochemical magic. It really is. It's wonderful. And your future, the thing that you actually think is tomorrow, is your imagination until it arrives. So if you if you think about your future at all and the future possibilities, it's all imagination. And what is imagination? Imagination, if you look at imagine, it says, I'm a genie. That's where that is. It's not real. It's about to pop into your reality. It's about to pop into your experience of life now. And then the rest, once it's done, is a memory. The past is a memory. It's not, it, it's not that it it's, was someplace you were. It's a recording, and where you are is now. And that now includes your imagination. That now includes your memories. You affect it. You are connected to your memories. You are connected to your imagination. But it's all happening with all of that. So it's profound in terms of you being able to get your own power back by understanding the power of your own thinking and who runs your next thought, who runs your body. Your beliefs definitely, your subconscious runs your body. It's the gatekeeper. It's the incredibly clever moving blueprint to run your body so that you don't have to figure out all that stuff. However, you do have a choice when you recognize that gap and when you start putting into action some very simple things. The first one being, and I'll just sum up today, the first one being, observe your thinking. Create a gap between the thoughts and the response. And that gap is your choice. And then use some practical ways of beginning to talk your thoughts in reason with them and gently thank them and send them on their way and give new orders that go along with or look like what's similar if you want it to be a small correct direction. So the idea is not to to, to challenge everything in your life. Look, it, it works. You know, you can do it that way, but the consequences are they 
not very gentle. <laughs> At that time, before I started realizing that I was always challenging my beliefs and getting a, a lot of resistance back, because that's what you get when you challenge your beliefs, you get resistance. The, the harder you challenge them, the more resistance you get back, as opposed to the respect of the thought process and then letting it settle and going to your to your genie, to your imagination and to put just put a new order in there that is okay, what do I want? That's step one of speed manifesting. Know what you want. What do I want right now? And then put that picture in. What I want is this and have that picture with you receiving or involved in receiving or completing whatever it is that you do want. And that literally creates a new part of your identity with you in it. Once you have your 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 vision with you in it, it becomes a part of your identity. Once you connect to someone that you like what they represent, you feel like you could be on the same level as them. That then that's an alignment. Then you know there's your there's your identity and your thoughts will come along with you once you align to that. But challenging doesn't help. The first step is to begin observing your thoughts, letting the ticker tape just roll across whether they're feelings or thoughts. One comes from the other. Just watch them and wait. And in calmness, choose. And you'll be fine. It'll be a much more peaceful transition but things happen very very quickly they don't have to be all thrown up in the air and challenged and it doesn't have to be a battle and change incredibly quickly you just have to align your vision and your identity with what you really want this is Lori Mitchell and you've been listening to at the speed of beliefs with speedmanifesting.com thanks for listening <laughs>